Psalm 103, verses 1 through 4. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. Well, as I said, we are going through the benefits that come from being a child of God. And uh, we've looked in the past at, well, the last time we, we looked at this, we took off last week and looked at something else, but we looked at healing uh, the week before last, and we looked at forgiveness. Those are benefits of being his. And today we're going to look at the benefit of redemption. And you'll notice every song that we have sung is about our redemption so far today. And our closing hymn, To God Be the Glory, will also be talking about our redemption. Because without our redemption, we couldn't be Christians. Without our redemption, we could not be children of God. Now, some of you like me, you may have early on had a a rather limited view of redemption. My first uh, connection with redemption was working at my dad's service station and we gave away S&H green stamps. How many of you even remember S&H green stamps? Okay. Well, those of you that don't, people thought they were wonderful because you get a booklet filled with these green stamps and you could take them to a redemption center. And there you would exchange your booklets for something that you could use. I was looking at the 19, I think it was 70 SNH green stamp catalog last night. A, uh, for 21 booklets, and that would have, I think there were like 20 stamps in each book. So I can't remember. No, I, I can't remember the number. But anyway, it took quite a few to fill up a booklet. For 21 booklets, you could get a Seiko automatic watch. For just a few books, let's see, for like about three booklets, you could get cufflinks and a tie clasp. Uh, you could also get, uh, let's see here, English leather uh, cologne. And uh, and you could get all sorts of curtains and all. Uh, let's see, some of the colors were tangerine was one of the colors you could get curtains in. And let's see, they had bedspreads made out of acetate and filled with poly something or other polyethylene or something. Anyway, stuff that we don't even use anymore, you know. Uh, lots of smoking products, lighters, ashtrays, things like that. That I mean, it was like a trip down memory lane just looking through the catalog. But you see, back then, I looked on redemption as an exchange where you'd swap one thing for another. 
Swap something you don't want for something you do want. And I've discovered since then that redemption is so much more. The most common redemption or meaning of redeem is to buy back. And in the Bible, in the uh, Hebrew of the Old Testament, the word is ga'al. And sometimes that's translated uh, the near kinsman redeemer. And uh, one of the places that we see this is in the book of Job, whereas he is going through all of his tribulation. He says, I know that my redeemer lives and he shall stand at last on the earth. He was predicting the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And in the Old Testament, there's a very famous story about the near kinsman redeemer in the book of Ruth. And that's when Boaz redeems Ruth. Do you remember that not only did he buy back the land that she had lost, but he marries her and he brings her into his family. And as you go through the uh, lineage, you see that Boaz uh, begat so-and-so who begat Jesse, who begat David. And we know that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ came forth from Jesse and David came from David. And so uh, here a, a Moabite woman is pulled into the family of God and winds up being uh, Jesus's several greats grandmother. So in what a picture of Jesus, this whole redeeming of Ruth is. He not only buys back what we've lost through sin, but then he marries us. He proposes to us and the church, we become his bride. To better understand the fullness of Jesus' redemption for us, I want to go over four Greek words that we find in the New Testament that refer to redemption or translated redemption. And these are found in the New Testament. The first one is agorazo. The root word is uh, agoro. You see that? Do you, you, the word, you remember that you heard the word agoraphobia? People, it means fear of the marketplace, uh, means fear to get outside. Well, that's the root of this word. And it means, in this context, a marketplace for slaves. A marketplace for slaves. Now, here's the scripture of one of the, or one of the scriptures where, where it's used in Revelation, uh, uh, chapter five, verses one through nine. And I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and on the back sealed with seven seals. And then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth 
was able to open the scroll or to look at it. And so I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And I looked and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out to all the earth. He then came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Now, when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp, and gold bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and listen to this, and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And this word redeemed, as you see it here, means to go into the slave marketplace. He entered the marketplace for slaves. And that's what the Bible telling us here. Jesus Christ left heaven and entered the marketplace for slaves. Now it's difficult to talk about slavery, I know, because it is such an atrocity, not only in our own country, but in the entire world and probably the worst atrocity that's ever been committed about against humankind. But let me tell you a little bit about a slave market in biblical times to understand why the Holy Spirit would use this word. You see, people that were buying these uh, human beings They treated them like animals. They would open their mouth and check their teeth, just like some of you have done when you were buying a horse. They treated them like animals. They were encouraged to hit them or to slap them to check their strength and their temperament. They were encouraged to curse them and to mock them and to humiliate them to check their temperament. They were encouraged to beat them. And sometimes they were actually whipped to test their endurance. It's unbelievable for us to think about this being done today. So why in the world would the Lord use that word when he describes redemption? Here's the reason. It's because Jesus left heaven and he entered the marketplace for slaves and became a slave to redeem us. 
In Philippians, the second chapter, the fifth through the eighth verses, we read this. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as a thing to be grasped. But listen to this, emptied himself, taking the form of a slave and being made in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. If you'll recall, Jesus was beaten. Jesus was mocked. Jesus was scourged. He was whipped. Now, let me tell you something else that's very sad about the marketplace for slaves. Many times the women and young girls were made to disrobe. And our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, was even disrobed so that we could be redeemed. I pray that we can just capture in our spirits this morning an understanding of what Jesus did for us when he became a human and came to this earth to redeem us, all to buy us back again. And so the first word is agorazo. It's a rich word, you see. And it should prick our hearts as we think of it. Jesus entered the marketplace as a slave and became a slave. The next word is ex agorazo. Does that sound familiar? Just take agorazo and add an X to it. And uh, uh, that means out of the marketplace for slaves. And we see this word used in uh, Galatians 3.13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. We were sold into sin and Jesus came to redeem us, to buy us out of the slave market so that we could never be put back on the slave block again. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. He has removed us from it. It no longer applies to us. And so Jesus not only became a slave, but he got us out of the slave market. He redeemed us out of sin. And that's what the Bible's trying to tell us. He got us out of this. We don't have to continue in it anymore. You need to know that we were sold into sin. Romans 6 says that we were sold under sin. In other words, Satan ran the slave market. And what he would do is he would put us on the auction block and sell us to a sin. 
You see, every one of us has been sold to sin. All of us at some point have been in bondage in some area of our lives to a sin that we couldn't overcome without Jesus Christ and his power. Some of us were in bondage to the sin of lust and maybe we were sold very young and we saw material that we uh, were never meant to see or should never have seen as a young boy or young girl. And yet we see today people trying to win children over to sinful ways of life. Maybe seeing things we shouldn't see uh, caused thoughts that took us into bondage. Some were sold to anger. Some were sold to unforgiveness and bitterness, resentment. Some have been sold to some sort of an addiction. But I want you to think about this. All of us at some point in our lives have been a slave. We've been a slave to sin. And so Jesus comes to redeem us out of the slave market, to get us out of that cycle so that we could never be put on the slave block, on the auction block again. That's the second word. The third word is lutrosis, and that means the full payment of a slave. We see this word in Hebrews 9, 12. Not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. Lutrosis. Lutrosis is the highest price that has ever been paid for anyone. And it's the price that was paid for us. The life and blood of Jesus was paid for us. Lutrosis means the full ransom. In our uh, communion liturgy, we read a full and perfect sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. That's lutrosis. We can't add to it. We can't take away from it. All we can do is receive it. He paid the full payment for us. It's not like he made a down payment and now we have to to pay the rest of it off. It's not a time sort of a thing where you make payments on time after the down payment's made. He paid the full price. All we can do is live in gratitude for our redemption. God gave, you see, ownership of the world to Adam and Eve, and they lost it to Satan. And God decided to redeem us. He decided that he wanted us back. And do you think that Satan knew how much God wanted us? I think he did. I'm sure he did. And if there was a conversation that took place while you and I and all the rest of humanity was 
were standing on the slave block, it would probably go like this with God coming up and saying, I want to buy that little boy right there. I want to buy that little girl right there. I want that girl. And Satan might have said something like this. Oh, you want that girl? I'll tell you what the price is for that girl. I'll give you that girl if you'll give me your son. But just so you know, I'm going to take your son and I'm going to mock him and I'm going to beat him and I'm going to nail him to a cross until he dies. Now, do you still want that little girl? And God said, yes. The highest price that's ever been paid for anything or anyone was paid for you. Paid for you. It's the blood of Jesus, the highest price that even God could pay. And it was paid for you. That's the third word, lutrosis. The fourth and final word for the day, for the word for today is apolutrosis. Now that sounds kind of familiar too, doesn't it? You take lutrosis and put a prefix apo on it. And uh, you've got the full payment of a slave's freedom. Uh, apo plus rutosa, lutosis means, uh, to return to the original state. To put it back the way it was meant to be. You see, Jesus didn't buy us back so that we could be his slave. Some people think that. They think you're either a slave to Satan or you're a slave to God. No. He bought us back to return us to our original state so we could be sons and daughters of the Most High God. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, things didn't just happen on earth. There was a shift in heaven as well. Something had to be done because of the fall. And there was probably a conversation in heaven that went something like this. This isn't historical, but in some essence, this took place, even if it was before the foundation of the world. God the Father said to his son, Jesus, I'm sorry to tell you this, son, but your bride has sinned. And your bride's going to die. And Jesus said, but dad, I don't want her to die. I love her. And then the father said, I'm sorry, son. There's nothing I can do about it. Sin always brings death. And then in some way, 
Our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus, said, Dad, there's something I can do about it. I'll go and die for her. I'll die for my bride because I love her so much. Brothers and sisters, that's what the word redeemed means. And it is your benefit. Thanks be to God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.